and now an ad from dad <clears throat> all right save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with progressive can i take these off all right what is this this looks good wow that's well made where did you get this i'm talking to you with the hair yeah where did you get this it's good stuff that's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hey everyone, you're listening to another brand new episode of Music Sucks with me, your host, Eddie Ehrenhurstier, and this week, to kick off the new year, um, we are going to do another STS episode, that's right, and today's STS is going to be based around the genre new metal, so I guess you could say this is a new NU episode, you get the idea. Um, so, my guests sitting in on this episode are Steven Jensen, a friend and bandmate of Nobody's Fault, and for the first time on the show, we were having James Green, my old roommate and one of my uh, closest friends uh, when it comes to music. And, well, we used to be roommates. We'll mention that as well. Um, but I, he's someone that I've wanted to have on the podcast for a long time. And so this week, what better way to introduce him onto the show than by uh, having him and Steven and I give our top five new metal albums of all time. So get ready for a solid uh, chunk of time talking about that but before we get to it as always if you like what you hear go ahead and subscribe to the zeman podcasting network that's where you'll find other cool podcasts such as monsters at midnight who you got and the conspiracy guru to listen to these and to subscribe to the network please go to the website zemapodcastingnetwork.com also make sure you tap those like and follow buttons on facebook twitter and instagram uh subscribe to the youtube channel itunes and now you can listen to the episodes on spotify uh, just search Zima Podcasting Network. So, without further ado, sit back, turn this up to 11, and enjoy my chat with my friends Stephen and James as we talk about our top five new metal albums. All right, you're listening to Music Sucks. I am sitting with, to my immediate right, Mr. James Green. Good to be here. And to my full center, returning guest, bandmate from Nobody's Fault, Steven Jensen. How you doing? Doing all right. All right. Um, thank you guys so much for being a part of this. James, I've wanted to have you on for a long time. Yeah, we've been talking about it. We used we've to been be roommates and whatever. Yeah, I used to live with this guy. Yeah, and, um, I remember the whole history of this thing, or this podcast in general. That's just, true. Yeah, we've just talked music and just shot this shit forever. We thought, like, yeah, why not? Let's finally do it. Yeah. So here we are. And uh, and you had an awesome appearance on Graham's podcast. So I was just like, all right, so if he can do it, that's I'm right. <laughs> do it on there. Uh, Steve's right. been here before, and so if y'all have listened to the podcast before, we're gonna do um, this ongoing series called STS. Um, that stands for Shoot the Shit. That's basically where I talk to guests about uh, music related stuff and whatnot and for this episode since james this was your idea yeah we're gonna do um our t- <laughs> i can't say it with a straight face our top five new metal albums hell yeah brother <laughs> oh um, yeah so i i guess i should start with something obvious so if y'all don't know what a new metal is it's basically <laughs> it's it's basically oh it's basically that disturbs totally. Sound. It, it's just, like it's sonically metal. that's it. Just the uh, just, yeah, that. just that. Just that. <laughs> just that. You hear it like I get the music now. It's Honestly, like, you could just look at the members of Disturb too, and yeah. you're like, 
you look at them and you know what their music sounds yeah. like. Like those sweet those fucking chin piercings. Um, she doesn't have any. Yeah. He doesn't have he doesn't anymore. Doesn't, and that yeah. new album sucks. It sucks. It does. I, um, I, we did the last episode before this was the year in review for 2018. Oh, I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that didn't get brought up. I'm kind of glad that that didn't get brought up. Me, it didn't get brought up by Fall Out Boy because that. Oh no, dude! Like that sucked. The new Thirty Seconds to Mars was just as bad. Did they put out a new record last year? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought that was. Oh, 20, I thought it was twenty seventeen. No, it's like it's it's phone. I don't think I've ever heard an album that's phoned in and still so up its own ass. Really? Yeah. It's a lazy album, but it's just it's it's like Jared Leto just like jerking himself off, you know. <laughs> And you could customize the album because I guess it's called America. Yeah, and, like, so and the cover it says like Kim, Kanye, Trump, right? Leto, yeah, America. But like, if you ordered it, you could do like a custom sure. thing where you had your own different things. So people were doing like shit, fuck, pretentious, <laughs> or just fuck Jared Leto. Um, As y'all can see, James is a music aficionado. Uh, we'll get back to the topic. Yeah. Again. So yeah, new metal is basically heavy, down-tuned guitars. Six or seven string, um, with rapping or some hip hop elements incorporated to it. I guess you yeah. could say. I think all the albums that we have on our top five list include some of that. And I usually, say, like minimal guitar solo. Yes, there's yeah. like little to no guitar. Little solo. to no, not you can't say none, but it's minimal. Eh, yeah, almost none, but minimal. Almost none, I'd yeah. say. Um, yeah. So, so we each have a top five. New metal records. So I guess the first question I should actually start with before we get into the list is when did you guys first listen to, like, what was the first new metal band or album that you guys listened to? Honestly, I think it started around, like, 07 when I was, like, in middle school watching, like, shitty AMVs on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, they'd be, like, Dragon Ball Z footage yeah. with, like, Linkin Park yeah. songs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think it wasn't new metal, but the first band... Like, heavier band that I really got into from that era was uh, Rammstein. Okay. So you consider them new metal? No, but, like, they did the Family Values tour that's true. in 98. That is the, that's, yeah. the, that's true. Um, and then from there, I got into, like, Korn. Um, Korn was the big one. Korn, okay. uh, Rob Zombie. Okay. Um, I say yeah. Rob Zombie's more industrial, but that's just He's, The elements are similar. Yeah, yeah, the elements are I mean, some of the albums I have on here are... Well, I'm, I'm not necessarily yeah. saying that Rob Zombie's new metal. I'm just no. saying that that's sort of the era that came up yeah, in, and that that's era. just sort of... That was the uh, the sound I was exposed to, sure. so I sort of just lumped it together. Okay. Yeah. Steven? Um, for me, it would be kind of a little bit of a tie, but it was that you know, late elementary, early middle school, like 2008 um, for me. Um, it would have been like kind of a tie between like Disturbed, Slipknot, and Linkin Park. Okay. Kind of all kind of back-to-back. Yeah. back. I think you just mentioned... Yeah, I think both of y'all just mentioned the two bands that I listened to first. I listened to Slipknot first okay. because Guitar Hero 3. But that's... but that Same. But that song that's on Guitar Hero 3, before I forget, that's not, not their new era, metal. But... Um, whereas like the first... I could argue the first two are new metal yes. for sure. Um, and then I think... Well, Disturbed was on that game as well. Lincoln Park, I actually discovered through the Transformers soundtrack that they were on. I forget which oh, one they were okay. on, but it was the one that had what I've done on it. Okay, that's the first one. Was that the first yeah. one? Okay, that's probably why. And I that's kind of when they were not as new metal. No, they were but... still rock. Well, I say Minutes to Midnight's the last good Lincoln Park record. Was that before or after Project Revolution? I think that was before. Before, yeah. okay. 
I, I just think it's funny think, that like the, think. the first Project Revolution had no warning on it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, do you have so do you have like an all time favorite new metal band, like one that you constantly go back to? Um, Mudvayne. Mudvayne? Okay. yeah. For coming from you, Stephen, that's not surprising. <laughs> but yeah. Yes. Any reason would, why? Uh, being a bass player and uh, Ryan from Mudvayne, his just bass lines are so I intricate. Agree. It's very jazz influenced, but it's just so awesome to have it with mixed, blended in with metal. Sure. But. Yeah. James? Um, I guess Corn, really, for sure. nostalgia and sure, like, um,. Yeah, again, another great bassist. Yep. Fieldy. Incredible yeah. bassist. Incredible. Fieldy's going to get his dick sucked on here a fuck ton. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And not just that, but like, um, what Korn does really well is I like how they, um, all of their, well, granted, I guess you could sort of make fun of them for the same reasons, but I like in the sure. early albums how, like, they were a metal band that they weren't singing about things that were necessarily like scary and stuff. Yeah. They were singing about like stuff that's like scary when you're a kid, but mm-hmm. they were singing about like oh, real life stuff. And yeah. um, all these interviews I've seen with Jonathan Davis where he talks about like how he's still really, he loves watching cartoons and he loves playing yeah. like Disney games and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm like, I'm wondering if that's all stemmed from that he has this, that, that just, I wonder if it stemmed from like that. And he's always like, creative view from corn. He always is like into whatever his kids are into. Like he yeah. tries to tap in with them, which mm-hmm. I think is super cool as yeah. a parent. It's cool. It's just, it's kind of sad when you listen to some of the stuff you realize this guy had a messed up childhood. Oh, and I yeah, think yeah. that's where a lot of that's coming from. And how like, they're all from Bakersfield. And have you mm-hmm. seen Bakersfield or been there before? I've never been. It's a shithole. I'm sure it is. <laughs> it's a shithole. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah. Um, so I guess we could I guess we could jump into our top five lists. Uh, do either of you guys want to start? We'll just or we want to go around the uh, whatever you guys want to do. Uh, uh, Stephen, if you have your list ready, I guess we can start. With sure. You. Oh, actually, before right, I forget, yes. while you get your list ready, uh, James, you had a specific guideline for this that I should bring up. So, well, for yourself. Oh, I remember, um, I I respected this as well. Sure, but, but I, I respected as well. But I'm curious as to know why. So, James, your decision or your rule for your list is to not include two bands. Those two bands being System Up and Down and Deftones. That's right. Can you please... I, I respect this, but can you please explain? I mean, sure, they came up in the new metal scene, but sure. I've never really considered them new metal. Because, um, well, Deftones is just sort of dreamy and stuff. And sure, they have the rap parts. They have, like, the chuggy guitar sure. parts. But yeah. to me, they've sort of transcended that genre. Yeah. And they're just kind of their own thing. Sure, they came up in the same scene and, like... Where like a lot of those California bands came up, in yeah, the early, and they played the 90s. A, they played with a lot of those bands too. Yeah, um, and Corn and Deftones like back in the day were like, oh yeah, like, really close. Yeah, mm-hmm. not, yeah. So. And then same thing with System, but I feel like System is more of just the logical progression of Rage Against the Machine. So yes. I always see them more as like an alternative rock band in that sort of vein. Sure, okay, um, I can see that. Yeah. So I mean, I guess the one thing I would say they are kind of fit in the new metal genre or i guess they you could you could pigeonhole them into that yeah. genre is that um i guess it's sort of the goofiness that they have right because there's a lot of just like tongue-in-cheek stuff with new but i mean case in point limp biscuit um, <laughs> but i don't what they did was they can have like a really serious political song yeah and then just like a song about pogo sticks and orgies yeah that's just a True. fun song back to back and all it still in, doesn't feel out of place or even all of one song yeah. for that matter 
Exactly. Yeah. Who the fuck knows what Chop Suey's about? Yeah. I don't like, think anyone does. No, no one does. <laughs> I don't think the band does. I don't think the band does. Um, but for that pure reason, I decided sure. that um, I thought they were kind of, I hate to say anyone's above a genre, but I really Well, think no, I can believe yeah. that. That's why I agree with System, because I love System a lot. Yeah. But to me, they are not new metal. And the only reason why I don't have Deftones on my list either is because I just don't listen to them that much. Okay. Same. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, I should try checking them out more. I but... listen to Deftones regularly. I know. You so... are, and that's why oh, I want yeah. you on here because yeah. you listen to all this yeah. stuff regularly. Um, so, Stephen, if you want to go ahead and... Now sure. we can get into the top five. So, Stephen, uh, go ahead. Okay. So, for mine, I picked... We'll go uh, five through one. Five, five through one. Okay. Yeah. Mine, not super... Per- well, uh, they're kind of in an order, but sure. um, they're definitely not all new, 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 new metal bands, but sure. they are... Um, Albums that have the vibe and they were kind of in that time period. Okay. So I'm sure you guys can eat, want if you want to debate, go for it. Um, okay, sure. So and I'll put this as number five because they're definitely not a new metal band, but this album I has definitely some elements and it's God Smacks Awake album. Okay, okay. Um, so that's their second, second album, record. their second one. Yeah, and yeah. Um, mostly because I mean, <laughs> Drop C was so big at that, like in 2000, sure. 2001 when that came out, and yeah. that's what that whole album is. Um, and it's just like really chunky riffs, and they have some really spacey, like electronic, like weird sample shit going on too. Um, and some of their not not like in the big singles, like some of their um other tracks on okay. the album. Sure. Um, but it's just really heavy and dark, and it just has that vibe. I don't know if that's like okay. any other. I respect that. I don't listen to Godsmack that much, but I can respect that. Okay. I mean, I have like I don't know what you guys did, but I have like some tracks listed. Like yeah, examples. Well, yeah, people... Oh yeah, absolutely. If you want to give out examples, go for it. So like um some of their like not as popular ones from the album, um, like Sick of Life, Mistakes and Trippin' mm. have more of the vibe. Um and even some of the singles like Awaken Greed do too. Mm-hmm. Um that one was just like I don't know, I think for me too, like when I was getting more into music, like that was a big album for me. Yeah. And that's kinda when I started listening to like this the genre in general. And just like I say this with love, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> um so that one it just like for me it was like impactful, but like around a similar time. Um number I'll do this as number four, so you guys will probably just laugh at this. Uh, do drop, we wanna yeah. do we wanna go around like five, oh, like five, five or what do you guys want to do? Uh, sure, I mean I have a couple here, so um Yeah, let's go around. Yeah, I'll just go um so my number five is going to be Mudvayne LD50. Okay, that's um, the first one. I know that, and that's the one that has Dig on it. Yep. Yeah, that's their their big song, the memeable song that is Dig. Um, I'm glad you got our uh, meme yesterday. Yeah, soundtrack. yeah, yeah. No, that was that was hilarious. <laughs> We're recording this today after uh, the latest Nobody's Fault show, and the sound check we did was the mud the the meme vein. Yeah, dig, yes. Yeah. I thought it was the meh vein. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah, I think yeah. the video, or that's what I always called that meme. But, sure, yeah. So that. Um, but yeah, going back to the album. But yeah, I just think that mud vein, like, I like to give them crap because they really, I mean, I love them because they're actually, they don't get enough credit for being as good musicians as they are. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. Like, that is true. Some crazy good bass lines. And they're a drummer. Um, Really incredible rhythm section. Yes. There was easily credible rhythm Extremely section. Extremely great. Like, and this is coming from someone that doesn't listen to my band yeah. much. Yeah, no. Incredible rhythm section. Uh, Chad Gray's screams are just fucking great. gnarly in this album. Um... One thing I, I mean, this was sort of peak Mudvayne where they had a gimmick and they were running yep. with it. Yeah. But and then they got rid of it. They kind of got rid of it. It was, it's, they couldn't really commit to it. But yeah. granted, it's, Looking back on it, it's cheesy, but yeah. if you watch the footage and you see how they looked, you're like, okay, yeah, of course a band that looks like that is playing this kind of music. Yeah, so. I think I know people that have that 
who were older than me that saw them when they were doing their tour yeah. cycles with that image, and apparently their energy was, like, crazy, and it's not that it was bad as it got later, but they kind of chilled down, toned sure. it down, yeah. but yeah. they, like, that whole persona totally lined up with how they acted on stage, well, which yeah, I heard I, was really I, cool. I was listening, but, I was, like, watching some old Mudvayne oh, yeah. around that era, and yeah. I was just like, wow. Yeah, they, they get wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, any particular tracks other than Dig that stand out for you on the record? Um... Shoot, I'm forgetting what it is because I just have screenshots of Spotify. <laughs> I didn't even okay. write the stuff down. No, um, oh shoot, what is it? It's um. Sorry, I have to go up and Spotify to look. Point out that I was Mudvayne. listening to Marduk earlier, so okay. it's not what we <laughs> different from Mudvayne. Well, I should also point out that like half of Mudvayne, or I think all, yeah, half of Mudvayne went on to become Hell Yeah. Yep. Which is actually who my honorable mention is okay. sort of related to that. So, well, no, no, actually, okay. no, no, no. Hell yeah, isn't my honorable mention. Okay. Um, I want to bring up the band Blood Simple. Okay. So I don't know if you know Blood Simple. I do Simple. not. Oh, okay, I might so Blood Simple, um, Tim Williams, who's the singer of the fantastic hardcore band uh, Vision of Disorder, mm-hmm. who, when they they sort of helped pioneer metalcore, or like okay. early like metalcore through like the New York scene with bands like Candiria, um, Burn, I guess, to an extent. But um, they sort of had this alternative rock thing going on. And as they got further down the line before they eventually broke them and actually formed again a couple of years ago, um, some of their songs are straight up like Alice in Chains songs with breakdowns. Wow. And that is very intriguing. I need yeah. I need to yeah, check, yeah. Dude, check out shit. Vision of Disorder. Okay. They're the fucking shit. I, uh, I think Clown from Slipknot's talked about them a lot, seeing that, that he's their oh, one of his favorite bands. That doesn't shock me. Um, I have the track listing for LD50. Okay. I'm just looking at Yeah, no, yeah, that was the, it was the song was uh, Internal Permanence Forever. Okay. That fucking I'm looking at these I'm looking at these song titles and just being like, yeah, these are new metal titles. Yeah, pretty much. Well, do you know what LD50 means? I actually don't. That's actually the equation for wiping out 50% of a population. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's metal as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's totally metal as fuck. But anyway, Blood Simple, the singer from Vision of Disorder, uh, went and did this new metal band called Blood Simple, which okay. has a lot of, like, the chugging riffs that he had from Vision of Disorder. Sure. It's just it's a little more angsty and a little more, there's, like, a bit of a southern rock twang to it. More okay. of, like... Okay. Granted, more Godsmack than, like, Pantera. Okay. But um, there's plenty of both in that. And sure. they would tour with Mudvayne back in the day. I think, I can't remember which song, but Chad Gray's on a song. But when right. Blood Simple uh, broke up, their bassist went and joined Hell Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Who is actually the brother of uh, Troy Sanders from Mastodon. Oh, no shit. I did not yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, that's a little honorable mention there. All right, cool. Um, I guess I could jump to my top five. And, um... It's something that, it's an album that we mentioned earlier, or Steven made a noise about it earlier. Uh, my number five is The Sickness by Disturbed. So, it is kind of hard for me to... Defend um, it? Well, I, actually, no, I can defend it. Okay. It was, it was tough for me to pick a spot for this place, just because I should admit, like, the the list was, like, hard. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, spots three through five. Like, those, I, those could probably be interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason why I am putting Disturbed at the bottom <clears throat> at the bottom of the list, I'm looking at it in terms of like success and yeah. influence. Yeah. Sure. While Disturbed, while the Sickness is still their most popular record, yeah. and Down with the Sickness is forever a meme. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you cannot deny the impact that that band had oh. for that being a debut record. Oh, no. You know, I'd agree. And, um, I mean, from being just sort of one of like the gateway bands for me when I was younger to get yeah, heavy oh, music. Yeah, so yeah, Yeah, yeah. And I think... I, I think, will... I, I can agree. And I think The Sickness <laughs> is like one of, one of like two or three Disturbed records that I can listen to over and over again and not get bored. It's not... like reality if you're... I was going to say, because like I was going to defend like... I mean, you know, it has the singles... Like down sickness or stupefy the game voices, the game voices. Yeah. you know um, those are the first four right off the track. But I'm talking about isn't like, there a song called like dropping dropping plates? plates. Dropping plates. plates is the greatest. It's hilarious. Disturbed song. You, you ever can't done. not <laughs> laugh. You can't not laugh. Dude, about most them. of that I album listen, I can't not laugh. I was but, listening to that album they have their, and I played that song because I remember listening to it in middle school and being like, yeah. oh my god, this yeah. is heavy. You see, and like just like and then they have their tears for fears cover on there. Yeah, this was the start of them doing covers. Yes, because they have the shout. Well, not just that. There's a whole other trend of new metal bands covering like new wave songs. Yes, absolutely. I had no. I I can. We can put a link when we put the podcast out. But I have. A, <laughs> no, no, this is how much of a dork I am. I have a pan, not Pandora, a Spotify playlist I made called New Wave, which was just all new and, metal covers you, of new wave songs. You, yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. I've heard, there's a big new metal playlist on Spotify. Yeah. It's like thirty thousand followers, and yeah. some of them are in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even like even like the not. I, I don't know if these are laughable songs, but even a song like uh, like Violence Fetish. Oh, yeah. Like, that is, like, one of the heaviest songs that they've ever put out. And they played it, like, when they came back to do, when they came back from their hiatus. And, yeah. Numb is another good one. It's a little more chill, but it has its, one. yeah. Um, what's another one that's good? Uh, I think Want is another good yep, one. Yep, that's a good one. Yeah. That's actually, um, I think, the audition piece that David Draymond did for them. Oh, really? And um, he just made up random words on the spot, but it was yes. with, it was with that song. Cool. Yeah. Have you uh, have you ever gone on YouTube and seen the band? They were called something else before. To they say. were called... I something with this. Brawl. I think it was, it was just, just called Brawl. Brawl. They were just yeah, called Brawl. They were just called Brawl, and they sound like Pantera. Yep. Yeah. And they kind of had the look, and then um, their vocalist or whatever, they swapped out, and then they kind of mm-hmm. changed their image and got the whole, like, yeah. colored hair, new metal, yeah. lots of piercing vibe yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, back to Violence Fetish, so they came, when they came back around to do the Immortalized record, when they came back from their hiatus, mm-hmm. like, they brought that song back into the set list. Really? Like, that's yeah. cool. That's actually pretty cool. Because they played it when I saw them at Oshkosh, nice. and I was just like, oh my god, this yeah. is sick. The throwback. <laughs> I will say, if I if I listen to it more, and I actually like the singles more, uh, Believe would have been in my top five, because I really love Prayer and Liberate. I okay. think those are two... Liberate your butt! Yeah. <laughs> I think those are... I think the audio might have peaked on that, but that's all right. I gotta pause you. Yeah. Have you ever heard the clean version of that? They changed yes. mo- they changed motherfucker to mother mother. Mother mother. That doesn't shock me. I've yeah. had it with these money fucking snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, if I, so if I had listened to that more, maybe that would have been in. But just yeah. I, but again, my list is partly off of impact, and I think you know mm-hmm. the sickness is like one of the biggest. Probably, if not, yeah, in, like, the top three biggest, like, yeah. metal or new metal or alternative metal albums to come out mm-hmm. in the 21st. It came out in 2000, so, so yeah, 2000. yeah, 21st. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um, I can't remember which podcast I heard this on, but um, I can't remember who was telling it. It was Anti-Flag as a story sure. about how they were on tour, and uh, they said, yeah, some 
dude with these dumb piercings <laughs> gave us their demo. <laughs> and, oh my god. And it was the demo for the sickness. Yeah. sickness and yes. they were playing it in the van and they were laughing the whole time. Like, dude, this is the funniest fucking album we've ever heard. Right. Nothing's ever gonna happen. He's like, yeah, then three months later they were on like the cover of Kerrang. Yeah. Right. I should also point out though that the that Down with the Sickness was the last single to be released. It was, album. and that's what gave him Stupefy was the first. Stupefy yep. was the first, and then it was the game, and then voices. Voices, yep. And yeah. then Down with the Sickness. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they went fucking supernova. So yep. it wasn't until like the end of that album cycle that they popped off. Yep. Yeah. And that's kind of what made Believe go to number one. Yeah. So my number four is you guys are gonna laugh. Um, Probably. So Drowning Pool, Sinner. Of course. That album. Okay. Of course. So I never. No one I, else remembers. <laughs> no one else remembers any other Drowning Pool albums. Yeah. Okay. So like <laughs> I, I I've never really heard much of their other work, um, and I haven't paid much attention to it. But I remember like back you know in high school I. But besides, you know, Bodies, which is also right. practically a meme, um, yeah. I heard some other tracks off of there, and I actually really enjoyed the, uh, just the overall um, compositions of the songs. Like, other ones like Tear Away, Sinner, uh, Sermon, and Reminded. Like, it was, I listened to the album front to back a few times, and it's, okay. it's not bad. I think I've um, heard the title track Sinner before, and I liked it. Well, I really like because they went through quite a few vocalists. Um, yeah, like three months after the Sinner album came out. Well, because their first vocalist passed away. Yes. That, um, but I feel like he was the best one. Like, his voice just had totally. a nice smoothness to it, but he still could, you know, give that edgy, screaming growl to And from, to like, it. all of the interviews and stuff, I would, because mm. I, just, I just do this. I yeah. go down rabbit holes where I watch new Metal interviews. <laughs> but um, everything I've seen from, uh, what's his name? Was it Dave Williams? The old, Ooh, off the, the top of my head, I'm not. Uh, yeah. I, can... I think so, but... Um, he just seemed like a straight-up, down-to-earth guy, and I have a theory about him because he was very good. Um, Didn't he die? Yep, it was Dave Williams. Dave Williams. Yep. Yeah, Dave yeah. Williams. He was very close with the Abbott family. Ah, uh, and he passed, and, yeah. And my theory was had he lived long enough that because of their relationship with Phil and Selmo that yeah. never got resolved, I have a feeling that Pantera would have reunited with Dave Williams singing. That's oh. just my own theory from what oh. I've seen because there's all these videos of him going on stage with Damage Plan oh, okay. and just okay. so nailing had, it. So had Dimebag not gotten murdered, yeah, and if Dave Did Williams it. hadn't died, he'd be singing for Pantera. That's what I think. That's insane. It's yeah. quite the theory, but wow. But no, he had a good voice, and I feel like um, I, I just really like the instrumentation on that album mm-hmm. too. Like they were, sure. they were just some really good riffs. Okay, um, and it didn't feel like. I didn't hear as many. There, there might be a few little fillers, but overall, it was like the non-singles were just as good. And I feel like that, you know, it, it came out in two thousand one. Yeah. Um, it just like I helped. I think it really helped establish just more for you know the new metal vibe sure. kind of thing. Okay. Like, and I mean, I know I think they're quite different now with their sound. They're more yeah. kind of what mainstream radio hard rock metal sure. kind of. I yeah. think. But no, that first album, I think was a. Uh, I remember when I heard it in high school. I jammed it out a lot. So. Okay. Sure. I remember hearing that song for the first time in like the Rambo 2008 trailer. I'm like, what is? Because they're, wow. they're just playing like "Let the Bodies Hit the Floor," and they just have footage of just Sylvester Stallone shooting this giant fucking gun, just mowing people in half. Right. And like, that I need to see like, this fucking movie. Yeah. That sounds like the most ram- un-Rambo Rambo song <laughs> ever. But totally fucking. Crazy. I don't know. Have you seen The Expendables? No. I um, like, dude, there's in the director's cut the giant brawl scene at the end where okay. they're just like shooting everyone down. Um, there's just 
it's not the theatrical version, but the director's cut, there's just a really loud shine down song playing while wow. they're just mowing people down. <laughs> I need to watch this fucking movie. Oh, it's God. awesome. I uh, fucking love right, that movie. Sure. Shine uh, down. Oh my God. Yeah. James, James want to give your number four? Uh, my number four is. Um... Oh, shoot, let me pull it up. Yeah, my number four is uh, Amen, self-titled. Okay. Um, I know I, I know of Amen. I am not. I don't know, maybe I've heard of them, but... I know of them only because... Amen might be the angstiest new metal band I've ever okay. heard. Okay, I'm going to add so them to my like listening they list. Cold Chamber like the same thing? Or Cold no? Chamber. Oh, They're boy. They're not the same thing, but they did tours together. <laughs> yeah. um, you probably know them because um, Slipknot's first very big tour was supporting Cold, Cold Chamber, Chamber with Machine Head yeah. and Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen, um, they're one of those bands that has these, like, notorious purely for, um, like, their front man that's kind of a personality. Yes. Okay. That's, how, Chaos, that's how I know about them. Who is just, um, you know, there's a lot of people, like, in the new metal genre that were acting, like, crazy just to get, like, attention yeah. and stuff so they could, like, actually get exposure. Get, get exposure. And, yeah. Like, Casey Chaos was the real deal. Oh, yeah. Like, he was a bad person. Oh, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, they never got super big because they broke up like around 03. Okay, I maybe think, that's because they, okay. they had one album that came out as their self titled, the tour with Cole Chamber. Um, they had an album that I think Shavo from System of a Down produced. Okay, and from what I understand, the band like the band officially broke up at like a Capitol Records signing. Damn, because like a <laughs> fight broke out. Wow, that's funny. Um, so if you want to hear the angstiest new metal songs that, that have list, like yeah. that have like a like eighties hardcore edge to okay. it, I'm not talking like New York hardcore. I'm talking like Black Flag and okay, um, yeah, Black Flag, Bad Brains, okay. but like it's to me it's new metal that when you're listening to it, you're like this feels dangerous, right? So songs like No Cure for the Pure. Um, Coma America is right. probably their really big song. Um, so, yeah. You can actually find there's a video on YouTube where um, Casey Chaos was interviewed on the shortly lived uh, Rollins show oh, on I HBO. That show. Oh no, it was on IFC. I remember and, that show. Um, yeah. Uh, he interviewed like Henry Rollins interviews him because I guess he met Casey Chaos at a Black Flag show when he was like 13. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he talked about, like, his substance abuse problems, which he had has plenty of. I mean, the last time he was in the news was, like, he, like, got a DUI and, like, fought a cop or something. <laughs> but, um... Oh, no. Uh, yeah, they, uh, Henry said, like, all right, we're gonna have, like, a live, unedited performance of Amen. You're like, all right, this is cool. But then a big disclaimer comes up at the beginning, like, all right, I know we said that, but you know that it's actually a federal offense saying that you want to kill the United States, the president of the United States. And I guess he says, because this is when Bush was still in office. Oh, okay, gotcha. So he straight up says that on TV. They're like, all right, I know we said unedited, but that is a federal offense and we can't put that on TV. Oh so um, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Amen lineup right now, and I'm looking at some of the. They have a lot of members. I yeah, should, um, I should point that out right now. Uh, Piggy D from uh, Rob Zombie. Piggy D is one of them. Uh, um, AC Slade, who was in Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, and yes. who recently is in uh, the Misfits. The thing, Misfits right? plays yeah, yeah. Uh, rhythm guitar in the Misfits. Uh, and Jinx from Blackvale was in like in 2005. And yeah, well, who gives a damn? And <laughs> drums from '98 to 2002. 
Uh, Shannon Larkin. Oh, from oh Godsmack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they he, were. Shannon's oh, a good drummer. He is really. He's. Good re- have you ever seen that um, drum battle on YouTube? Have, him yeah. and Sully. Yeah. Um, and then apparently Dave Lombardo did a session with them for whatever their newest record is that, in 2014. That seems fitting. And Roy Mayorga from Stone Sour was like right. touring with them at some point. I saw um, him fill in uh, at a ministry concert. Roy? Yeah. From okay. Stone Sour. Sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, so now we're on number four for you. Now I'm on number four for me. So another controversial placement, I should say. Um, Follow the leader by Corn. Okay. Um, okay. I put it above. I put it above the sickness only because I feel like it's a little more influential. And plus, Corn came first. Um, and you know, I think the the year was 1998. And that was the year that Follow the Leader came out. Family Values Tour was happening around that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very first one, I should say, because I think they did, like, a couple or whatever. Yeah, they, and, yeah. um, I think they went until, like, 08. They went until 08, and then they recently brought it back for, like, a one-day fest thing. I know that. Okay. In, like, 2015 or whatever. Okay. But either way, so I so Follow the Leader is number four, and I uh, so <laughs> I feel like Follow the Leader, as successful... As it is, I mean, three through one will be more impactful to me. I will say this, though. I mean, Freak Out Unleashed is probably the first. Actually, no. I want to say the first album I got into Corn on was Untitled. Like okay. The two, like the 2007. Yeah. Album. Okay. Yeah, so with the bird on the cover. Yep. But obviously, you know, with Freak Out Unleashed, like, that's the song that everyone first. Untitled heard. had, like, Coming Undone on, right? No, that, that was on the other side. That was the other side. side. Okay. Coming Undone had Evolution on. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what's weird now that we're talking? Because I, I listened to Korn songs a lot like yes. growing up, but I don't think I officially had the album. I think the first Korn album I had was uh, Path of Totality. Oh, my God. Oh, the Skrillex uh, dubstep one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, what, like 14 when that, that came, came out? That came out in 2011. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I was 14 or 15, and like, I don't know, like Sucker Punch was my favorite movie at that time. <laughs> so I was like, all right, yeah, this is awesome. Okay. It's funny you bring up both of those records, See You on the Other Side and Path to Totality, because they both came out on, well, See You on the Other Side came out in 2005. Yep. Totality came out mm-hmm. in 2011, and that was actually the last record before Welch came back, Brian had yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, both of those came out on December 6th. Oh, your birthday. My birthday. Yeah. So I had two corn records on my birthday. Nice. Happy birthday? Like, it's corn. They were, they were doing corn, it just for you. Like, it is corn. I think I got into, I, I probably got into corn probably in, in middle school, so when I was like 13 or whatever, and... I think I remember seeing the follow. The, I actually remember seeing the Untouchables album cover too. Oh yeah, where it's like the children or whatever. And I was yeah. just like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then so I think, but Follow Leader. I think that or self-titled were the first like full corn records I listened to. Um, follow Leader has you know the big singles. It's got Freak Out Leash. It's got Got the Life. Um, it's got It's On, which I think they still play live from time oh, to time. Oh, I might have to listen um, to that. The first time I saw them live, they played it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they also have like. I think this one has somewhat decent deep cuts. It has um, BBK on it, has Seed, which I was actually listening to on the way over here, and it's really good. Um, but it also has really, they also have really awesome uh, features on here because Ice Cube features on Children of the Corn. Uh, tr- uh, some rapper named Trey Hardson features on Pantosis. Okay. Um, let me see where he looks up. But you said it was Follow the Leader, right? That's Follow the Leader is okay. the one that has all the rap features on it. Cause well, that's the one you picked, right, for your number four? For, number, for my number four. Okay. 
Um, For a second, I thought you said Issues, and I was going to say my favorite song, no, Issues. I don't, I, but I don't uh, think I've listened to Issues at number... I don't think I've listened to Issues all the way through. Okay. Although I feel like it has better singles, maybe? Or at least, like, not as under the rate while falling away from me, I should say. I was going to say um, The Freak on Leash. I'm sure you've seen... Have you seen the one acoustic performance with uh, Amy Lee in the orchestra? Yes. Well, oh, that's re- so great. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the reason I was going to mention that was because when they cover... Um, and they cover Make Me Bad oh, uh, yeah. Robert Smith Robert Smith comes up yeah. and sings uh, In Between Days okay. with them I will say the most un-PC song to come out of that time was on this record and it's all in the family which features Fred Durst <laughs> yeah and uh, I don't know how you could not get away with a song like that in today's day and age oh no. yeah um, I just want to leave that there <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'll just mention with Follow the Leader I think that they don't get enough credit for like a lot of some of the weird guitar stuff they were doing yeah because no there was yeah. a lot of like new metal bands that were doing like weird stuff with turntables yeah like, yep. they were trying to do what for me I thought they were trying to do what Tom Morello was doing with his guitar I agree. with turntables yes well Tom Morello will say I was trying to do what turntables were doing with a guitar. guitar and I think um Corn does a good job with that, and well, most of their albums. But on mm. "Follow the Leader," I'd say the track "Justin." Oh, the guitar yeah. work on that one is just—it's pretty absolutely. Gnarly. Yeah, I I 100 percent agree on that. Uh, so, Stephen, you want to get your number, number three? three? All right, this one I think you guys might hopefully agree. A Stone Sour self-titled album. Really, you go with Stone Sour? Yes. On this, they're I self-titled. Agree. I agree. Their self-titled album is the most new metal that they sound. Yeah. But that's only because they're coming off of Iowa. Yeah. Well, Slipknot was coming sure. Yeah. Iowa. Yeah. I don't. I think. I don't know. It's a. It's a heavy album, and I know they they incorporate a little bit of the whole turntable electronic thing a little well, bit too. Well, Sid from Slipknot's featured on yeah. a couple of tracks. Yep. Um, um, you mean DJ Starscream? DJ Starscream. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, Come on. Happy now. birthday to Sid, by the way. We're oh, is his birthday? It's his forty second birthday. He's Jesus okay. Christ. He's, he's the baby in Slipknot. Wow. Okay. I don't believe that. I know. Actually, I'm not surprised because I I know that they're all relatively you know getting well, up there. Klaus's the oldest at like fifty something. Yeah. I think he might be almost mid fifties. I say early 50s. Okay. We, can, we can discuss that later. We won't anyway. debate that, but yeah. anyway. Um, so for Stone Sour, I mean, apart from, you know, Get Inside was their big heavy single yeah. and then Bother for their ballad. But oh, some of their, so like, uh, Orchids uh, has this oh, awesome yes, bass line. Yes. And it has, that little, it has a turntable, like, in the middle of the riff. It's like, da 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 you know, with the whole... Yeah. I used to, whenever stuff I... Stuff like that. I, mean, just I is, love Orchids, but I always get it confused with Voodoo by Godsmack. Okay. And then Inhale... Yeah, that's uh, a good one. And Blue Study. Okay. Another, some good ones off sure. that. I just, like I said, um, for me, because like, you know, when you, when I was like, you know, in middle school and I was aware of Slipknot and then you, when you're that age and you make, I think I talked about this on uh, our Nobody's Fault yeah, podcast. Nobody's Fault when you're like in middle school and then you make the connection, the Stone Sour Slipknot Corey Taylor thing, your mind's just like, well, Yeah, my mind was blown when I saw Slipknot one year and then Stone Sour the other year. Probably. I was just like, oh yeah, that's right. He's not wearing a fucking mask. Yeah. <laughs> So and and like screaming, so it's like it's well, it's interesting to see him like make facial yeah, expressions yeah. with like screaming and whatnot. Well, it's like when I found out Glenn Danzig was also the singer for the Misfits <laughs> <laughs> when I was like in high school. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. it was like because the first Don't Sour song I heard was Socio off of Come Whatever May. Sure. Okay. And then I was like, what the fuck? This is a dude from Slipknot. So yeah, for I mean, me, I think Get Inside was probably the first one I heard. Either that or Say You'll Haunt Me. Okay, off of Come or off, no, off um, of Audio, Audio Secrecy. Secrecy. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, I was going to say, I also like the production of Stone Sour's debut album. I like the real bassy, kind of punchy, low-end feel it has to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from being a bass player, I just enjoyed that a lot. Sure. And it had, and that, like, I feel like a lot of new metal kind of had that vibe, and that, like, just, you know, contributes toward it. Yeah. Um, 
And plus, Corey, he, I mean, technically, he kind of does a little bit of some fast speaking, almost. Well, rap. Get, it's not get inside. Get inside. That's what I was referring to. Yeah. It's it's not rap per se, but it's in that fast metered vocal. You well, know. he can like he can, he can. to no end. I mean, if, yeah. if I don't know if you have Slipknot on your list, Stephen, but I know James and I do. We'll I talk about I that. love Slipknot, but I did not put it in my list because I knew other people were. And sure. I was like, okay, you know that's what? Not, sure. yeah. That's why I put Stone Sour because I'm like, you know what? Their first album. Sure. I'm. I'm in, I was intrigued by that. That's a good. Point. I don't know if it was my attention span growing up and stuff. Like I always liked Stone Sour, yeah, but sure. I was like, this album's 18 songs long. What the? I know. <laughs> like, it's, it's a link. It's a. Some of them. So some of them just sort of sent, seemed like a. Some of them, I will admit, are kind of, of filler. They did kind of blend together. They a do. Bit. Like, um, I mean, I can even say that about like some of my favorite bands of yep. all time. Like Same. him. Is very oh, guilty. Him, yeah. They have some excellent songs, but there is a lot of filler in okay. the albums. Sure, but I mean, I don't know. It's a good album. I like the vibe of it, and it's just. I agree. Um, I, I love drop B tuning, so and that's oh, yeah. all this whole album's yeah. in. So apart from I think uh, bothers, bothers not, like, but yeah, the rest of them being on the Spider-Man soundtrack. I was going to bring that up because <laughs> yeah. that was which I recently picked up at Goodwill, and I think that's what got Stone Sour. There, that's the break. right place to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, that Spider-Man soundtrack, we could do a whole other podcast. Or I, myself, could do a whole fucking yeah, podcast can, about. you can do that. Um, but the thing that's interesting about that was because that was before they had even dropped an album. So the Spider-Man soundtrack was everyone's first exposure okay. to Stone Sour. And I, so which song do they pick? Bother. Bother yeah. The one about having suicidal thoughts. And, when, and how did they put the... Who do they say sings the song? Corey Taylor. Yeah. Oh, true. He's listed as a solo artist on that instead of Stone Sour. Okay, and then they so just threw that in the album. I think the, theory, okay. I think the theory with that is, had they had not fucked up on that part, yeah. people would not know what Corey Taylor looked like from Slipknot. True. Because mm-hmm. I think I remember discovering uh, Slipknot like unmasked. Mm-hmm. Around the same time, I discovered Stone Sour because, like, I watched an interview, unmasked interview with Joey, Joey Jordison. Oh, yeah. I was just like, "This is what he looks like." And then I re- proceeded to go on YouTube and watch the uh, Voluminal, the inside the yeah, like the DVD uh, they put out during the uh, Volume Three sessions, mm-hmm. where it's all of them like unmasked interviews and whatnot. But uh, yeah, that's a really good pick, actually. Props to you, Steven. Thanks. Uh, James, your number three? Yeah, my number three is Static X, Wisconsin Death Trail. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I was nice. wondering if Static X was going to be brought up. All right. I, I mean, there's a lot of bands from that era that don't really hold up. Uh, or at least <laughs> like, something like late. I, I mean, a lot of metal doesn't hold up. You're not yeah, wrong. But, <laughs> no, you're not wrong, dude. Um, oh, Static X definitely does because they... Uh, a lot of times I hear people compare them to like an industrial metal band i'm like i guess sure they yeah, kind of sound like that. fear factory yeah. but to me they always had um they had the new metal goofiness i agree like edged up with like the sure they had the industrial sound but like static I static x no wayne static was wayne just static. like mm-hmm. just a fucking character like yeah. his lyrics are kind of like all over the place um I mean, just the look of the guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Ari one time told me when we were drunk at a street festival when I was... Shout when, out to Ari. Yeah, when I was trying to... <laughs> I think this was like at the point where I decided I wanted to naturally dread my hair and it looked awful. Oh and he's just God. like, he's drunk. He's like, James, I love you. You have reverse Wayne static hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, thanks, man. dude. Um, uh, R.I.P. Wayne Static. Yeah, that's right. R.I.P. is Widow, too. Yeah, because like well, she not too long after. Yeah, yeah that's that, sad. That was really sad. Um, 
Apparently, they're in talks to do like they said they're gonna do a reunion tour with his hologram. No, <laughs> like, no, no. Yeah, why? hologram, hologram, hologram. Well, bringing people back from the dead via hologram is already stupid enough. <laughs> don't do it. It was with cool. This. Don't with do it. Um, they're doing. I think they've done it a couple times with Ronnie James D. Yeah, yeah they, they have. have. But they and actually that's got, got a lot like, of flack. Yeah, but they actually at least got people that played with Dio. That's true. I mean, they did something recently with Death. Um, they called it Death DTA or okay. like okay. something like that, or Death DNA, where um, it was all former members of Death, of Death. coming in, okay. playing Death songs, and the dude that was singing for Chuck sounded fucking great. Okay, <laughs> but um, granted, Death and Static X are two very different <laughs> yes, bands. Very, but, very um, different. Yeah. I don't, I've just always liked them. I feel like they're a versatile band. I've seen uh, their members play in other bands. Like, the first time I saw Ministry, Tony Campos from Static X was playing bass. Oh, okay. And uh, he was doing the same when I saw Soulfly for the first time. So Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'm, look, I'm, I'm trying to look up the Wisconsin Death Trip album to see why it's called Wisconsin Death Trip. Because if I remember right, they are not from Wisconsin. Now. They are not. Well, no, actually... Uh, Wayne Static was from Michigan, and were, their drummer was from Illinois. Okay, so they got the Midwest connection. Yeah, Midwest. But yeah. they're like they're ba- they were based out in Los Angeles. Midwest Angeles. blood. Yeah. Sure, yeah. that's why. Okay. Um, I guess we can. Um, the, oh, you want to have more to say? You know, I was just like just on the mention of that. Like, um, recently, a lot of these like newer metallic hardcore bands in the underground. Okay. A lot of them are like. From the ones I follow, I hear a lot of Static X in their sound. Okay. Okay. Like, sure. um, I wouldn't say, like, Code Orange, but, like, sort of bands <laughs> in that vein of that upcoming scene, like, mm-hmm. uh, particularly, like, uh, Vatican, okay. I think is great. Um, maybe, like, Sanction to an extent. Okay. Um, vein, a little bit. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah. would Vein be considered that? Well, Vein's um, more Dillinger to me than Static Oh, you see, X. I mean... Dillinger, I guess, but to me, J- Dillinger is so jazzy. Sure. And so they're chaotic, but they're jazzy. I know those two things don't really go together, <laughs> yeah. but listen to Dillinger, you'll get it! Before I, yeah, right. before, before I forget, and yeah. because you brought it up, yeah. I don't know if you've listened to, oh, what episode of Joss's show was it, where um, I think it was with, it might have been the last Howard episode, the last episode that you have with Howard Jones on, they brought Vane up, yeah. and one of them was said that one of their musician's friends the nickname for Vane for that they called him was Corn Verge. Yeah, no, no, I've been, I've been calling that that too. Yeah, um, but just fine. Like Converge is probably my favorite band, and I like Corn. So. Right, exactly. Like, yeah, I got no issue with it. I saw Vane at the Legion Hall in September, and nice. they were fantastic. Yeah, and I'll be seeing them again when they open for Kill Switch and Parkway. That's right. Yeah. They're on that tour. Yeah, I forgot after so the burial too. After so that'll be. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm. Stoked for that. John yeah. is probably John Oh, John probably, definitely. John will. probably pre-order tickets already. Yeah. Um, so I guess I guess moving on to my third number three. Uh, still kind of con- well. I don't know if that's controversial. Placement. Try it. Hybrid Theory. Lincoln Park. <laughs> okay. Um, and it's controversial for me because and I oh, like think, in placement. Well, or in, in like... terms of al- in terms of Lincoln Park album because James, you and I have had this conversation. I much prefer Meteora. Okay. Okay. However. The impact I'm basing it off of, impact. yeah, and there is not one song on this record, maybe besides Cure for the Itch, that people don't be like, Oh, yeah, this song's off of this record, yeah. Um, and it was their you know, it was their first record, and 
the time that it came out, new metal was like still this bubbling fucking thing. Yes. Lincoln Park came out at a time where it was like, I think I think Lincoln Park is one of the first bands that had the like their own rapper. Yes. With Mike Shinoda. Yep. Where they had like the dual vocalists, like you know Mike Shinoda and then Chester. R.I.P. Chester. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, there's not really any bad songs on this record. Either. No. Like even the singles are like. Yeah. Awesome as fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah, paper, no, you're, like it you're opens right. with paper cut and one step closer. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. And it's the greatest fucking thing. No, that was, right? that, was that was that was a good first effort. You know, first oh, full yeah, half yeah. easily. Um, I'd argue, like I, I mean, because you know my relationship with Lincoln Park, yes. they're always sort of so so for me for growing up. Because like back when mm-hmm. like Lincoln Park and Disturbed were big. I was already like listening to Rammstein and like yeah. um, just heavier things. Okay, and sure. I discovered like Nine Inch Nails after that. I'm like, all right, so I'm kind of not really about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it wasn't until that, sadly, it wasn't until Chester died that I seriously went back and like and discovered their back catalog. And well, I was always aware of it and had heard it. It just sure. wasn't for me. Um, yeah. I always thought Mike Shinoda was a fantastic producer. Sure, all of them were oh, yeah, great musicians. Oh yeah. And, um, I had even thought Linkin Park's a good band, but how good do you think they'd be if they were just an instrumental band? Sure. Or oh, even, or even I with, or even with yeah. Interesting food for thought. Or yeah. even with yeah. just Chester. Oh, take out Mike. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I did like him in the band, so yeah. he's a good producer, just yeah. maybe yeah. not rapping, but then it was only when he died, and I actually went to the Warp Tour the day after he killed himself. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, so, damn. Um, I had this moment where I was like, all right, just because this band didn't mean something to me, per se, it meant, it a lot meant so a much lot to a lot of people, because yeah. every yeah. single band that day said, this song's for Chester Bennington. Every single person that was, like, either 10 or 11 to, like, high school yeah. in the year 2000 had a copy of Hybrid Theory. Yeah. I almost guarantee yeah. it. And uh, I or, still, or at least dude, aware even of, in like, even in like 2008 yeah. in music class and stuff like that, I, mm-hmm. like middle school, even though I wasn't a huge fan, all of us wanted to learn how to play in the end. In the end. We had to take piano lessons. Oh yeah. Every single kid wanted yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Um, so yeah, that's also the other big, that's also the other big single on there. Um, but even tracks like By Myself mm-hmm. or Forgotten or A Place for My Head or My favorite with You. With You is a yeah. fucking banger, honestly. Um, even the bonus tracks like My December and High Voltage like those were really good too it's just an overall solid like album yeah it's an easy listening you can listen to it from front to back Um, and yeah the only reason basically the reason why I chose that over Meteora because I really could have done that I feel like Hybrid Theory is a little more new metal than Meteora I feel like I mean people can say like those two sound very similar yeah but there's still some differences subtle you know there are it was like you know it was like now with like more mature ears going back and listening to it, I can hear like other stuff going on that I didn't hear when I was a kid. Okay. So like, I mean, there's plenty of, um, well, cause there, if you see interview with Mike and like, who's the turntable dude? Uh, Johan. Johan. That's right. Such an underrated um, turntablist, by the way. I always get him oh confused with a uh, chief from the Deftones. Um, but I hope that's not a racist thing. <laughs> no, 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 it's no, not. You're good. No, no, because there's Chi and Han. I get them mixed up. Anyway, um, anyway, continue, moving on. Um, yeah, I just thought about like what was going on, like in underground music or just like more experimental music at the time, yeah. right before Hybrid Theory came out, like um, stuff like Massive Attack, Portishead, and um, well, apparently, like, like Aphex Twin. 
Oh, yeah, Shinoda credits Aphex Twin to no end. Yeah, exactly. So listening to it, I'm like, oh, okay, this is just, like, more, like, a more accessible version of, like, creepier trip hop. Sure. But put with, like, an alternative rock edge to it. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I still stand by my statement saying that those two out, like, Meteor and Hyper Theory are the two mm-hmm. best Linkin Park records, in my opinion. They're definitely my two favorite. Um, I'd agree. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'd agree. I think there's more songs I like on uh, Meteora. Oh, but same. Yeah. Same. Like, there, uh, I, yeah. Well, my favorite Lincoln Park song is off of Meteora. And that's which it. Hit the floor. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mine's uh, Leave Out All the Rest. Yeah. Perfect answer. Yeah. Number two. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, so, two. this has oh, already oh, been... Shit. I'm gonna. It'll be pretty brief because it's already been said. I was a little bummed, but Wait, I was it? like, yes, Mudvayne's LD50. Okay, sure. <laughs> well, it's that high up for you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Being a bass player, which I kind of already talked about. And yeah. I love the mix of this album. Mm-hmm. Especially, I think it aged well for its time because it still has that same heaviness. I, I mean, it definitely doesn't sound like it was made in you know, 2019, but yeah. um, it because I feel like they were really catering toward the rhythm section in the mix and, you know, uh, Chad screaming and everything. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, Greg's guitar playing is kind of whatever on that, but... Um, the rest of it is just really some of my favorites, apart from like Dig Internal Prime Primates, which we talked about. Um, uh, Internal Primates Forever, I guess is the full. Uh, Death Blooms and Severed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Death Blooms for the bass parts, yep. like the harmonics and the intro. And some of the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then the, the, some of the slap stuff he does yeah. too, mm-hmm. in the like in toward more of the middle section of the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just like for as a ba- when I was in high school and I got more in the mud vein. Just okay, as a sure. bass player, it was like pff, like yeah. holy shit, you know. Because I when I started playing bass, it was more finger style slap for me. So this kind of just enforced me to continue doing that. So for me, that's that's why mud veins and I mean all their I mean they're obviously their sound is very different up there. Their two thousand nine record, yeah, right. Um, but uh, that album was just for me. Okay. Yeah, and we've already talked about it, so mm-hmm. yeah. I won't say much more. I peeked at your screenshot, James. So is your number two my number one? I think so. Okay. <laughs> do you want Stephen? Do you want to give your number one like right away? Since James sure, and I basically have the same. Yeah, because I know my number one's not going to be the same. Okay. So my number one is Disturbs Believe. Really? Yes. Okay. Okay. And again, if I'm also cool. going by Impactful. And when All I right. got into Disturbed because of Guitar Hero, which had stricken from 10,000 Fists, however, yeah. when I went more into their discography, yeah. um, Believe really stuck out on me just because of how, how lighter it was. Okay. Um, but it still had some heavy aspects, and it, but you know, it was just more melodic. Um, remember, Liberate, The Darkness, their first ballad, really stuck out That's to me. Right. And um, I, I really like the one track off the album, uh, Dehumanized, which is actually a B-side. Okay. Um, on their B-side album that came out in 2011, yeah, The Lost Children. They have a title track on that record, too. Yep, Believe. Believe, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Overall, it's a good album. Um, sure. I just like the heavy riffs of David really kind of going back with a little more of a mellow tone with the singing voice okay. versus... I mean, he yells and screams, does that stuff, too. But I just like the dynamic, I guess, contrast with the heavy riffs and his more softer sure. singing. Well, yeah, I, I, and I mentioned this before. Like, I think Prayer and Liberate are, like, probably my favorite singles probably, yeah if mm-hmm. we're not counting Atlantic Confusion cover which I say is the greatest <laughs> metal cover of all time um, wait new metal cover or metal well, cover well new metal cover for sure <laughs> okay since wait you that's okay. Got, since you just got really angry just now <laughs> alright I mean it's a, it's a fine cover um I, I don't it might just I might just be biased because I'm not a huge Disturbed fan that's true um 
Uh, I like the fact that Todd McFarlane uh, did the music video. He did. That's right. So that's um, kind of cool. It is a sick music um, video. Well, he I also... think it's my favorite Disturbed cover too because I know they've yeah. done a bunch. Few. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say. Uh, and also, I mean, this is for, true for the Sickness too. But those first two albums have zero guitar solos. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um. And Believe is the first album to go number one. Yep. For them, I should for them. say. Mm-hmm. And it's the first in a string of like what five consecutive number ones. Yes. Because evolution didn't. No, make didn't make it. Because, like, we all, <laughs> what, we I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> Gee. Confuses number one new metal cover. Probably. Okay. Why? <laughs> Orgy Blue Monday. I don't listen to Orgy. Okay, I'm the Blue only Monday's person. <laughs> Blue Monday is a good song. Uh, yeah, no, that'd probably be my number one new metal cover. But okay. like metal cover of all, that's like your I number don't one fucking. Know. Oh. I don't listen to a lot of metal. If cover. you never listen to any Marilyn Manson cover, okay, without <laughs> like, counting Manson, okay. Which I don't listen to Manson that and much other than that. Sorry, Stephen. No, ahead. you're good. I was going to say, this is an honorable mention, because well, I meant to say this before my number one, but um, Lacuna Coils, I think it's Comalize. Okay. Yes, no, I was I was thinking that. Is that how you pronounce it? Comalize? Comalies? I don't know. It's Comalize? I don't know. But I, I was, love Lacuna yeah. Coil. Sounds Italian. Yes. That was my honorable mention, because Swamped, and um, I have the write-up on my um, unspoken... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. See, like, and they have some awesome acoustic versions on that album. It just... And just with the whole male female vocal dynamic, and then you know, uh, seven string, five string right. stuff with sure. the bass and guitar. Like, on the topic of Lacuna Coil, like I was hesitant to include them because like they're not new metal per yeah, se. They're not, but that metal. album, that first album, came. It came out around then, but and they have a very corn influence. They have toured with every new metal band yes. under the sun. Yes, um, but they themselves are not that. They're not. I That's why I put honorable mention. But like that album, like, and even um, Karma Code. Yeah. That's a pretty good one, too. I mean, I like all Lacuna Coil, even when they change their sound. I always find something I like yeah. in it. Yeah, no. Um, what were the Lacuna Coil songs on Guitar Hero? Because one was a bonus yeah. track on GH3, and, I, was it, and another one was like a main track for... Was it Heaven's a Lie? Nope. No, okay. that. I'll tell you. Wait, wait, let me the pull other, it. And then like there was a one was like a main track on World Tour, I want to say. Because they have like... Oh, it was a Closer... On Guitar Hero 3. On Guitar Hero 3. That was a bonus track, because that's when they were still like... Oh, another better cover. (laughs) Lacuna Coil covering Depeche Mode. Oh, wait, they covered Depeche Mode? They covered uh, Enjoy the Silence. They did. Yeah. It's fucking great. What's the one that's on Guitar Hero World Tour? When did that one come out? What year? That Guitar Hero? Guitar Hero World Tour? Yeah. Uh, 2009 or 2010? Oh. I want to say. It was before... Or 2008. Okay, wait. Let's we'll say 2008, because it was before Blink got back together, and that's when Travis was like, because Travis was like a playable character, and that's when they had him listed as a. Oh, um, forgot about that. Yeah, I know. Well, our truth is on Guitar Hero, but I think it's an older one. I think it's uh, the second one. Okay. There, well, what's the one song that goes like? Time to forget that one. No, where it's like there's. Like, oh no! Um, our truth is yeah. Guitar Hero World Tour. My bad. Was Sorry. It? Yep. Okay. I, I'm looking the up one right where now. Christina has like the vocal break, like the. Yep, that, yep, yep, that's world. Yep, so it's that's our truth. Yep, yep. Okay, those are probably the that's only, another big single. Of those this, are but. the only two Lacuna Coil songs I know. Thanks, Guitar Hero. Um, yeah, definitely check out like Swamped and stuff like off their okay. first. Yeah. Well, yeah. like they sound like a good band, and I know Christina Scabby is like. Amazing vocalist. Oh, yeah. Some of their old like EPs from the '90s that are. Um, have you heard some? Yeah, of them? no, they collected them. They put them on like this, yeah, those albums. Those are great. Yeah, okay. Um, They're very different from what em- okay, ended up becoming. Like, from. I know because like, in back in like the early 2000s, because I'm like 
probably like one of the biggest Danzig nerds on the okay. planet. So he used to do. You are. He used to have these massive tours called the Blackest of the Black Tour, mm-hmm. and I only ever got to see one of them, which was um, what year? Oh, it was when he brought it back in 2015. Oh, okay, sure. So it was Danzig, Super Joint, Ritual, and Prong. Oh, wow. And Veil of Maya. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. For, they, they stuck out like a sore thumb, but the rest of it, I'm like, this is the best show I've ever seen. But the very first one I think they did, um, it was Super Joint was main support, but the other openers were uh, Lacuna Coil and Opeth. Wow. And then That's they did, dude, like he had, interesting. he had the craziest lineups. He did yeah. ones where it was like, it was... Danzig with Mayhem and Marduk mm. and then like he'll have like what, whatever metalcore band was big that was kind of goth so <laughs> holy mixed band bill <laughs> yeah no pretty much he's great at that yeah. uh, so there's ones where there'd be like it'd be like Himsa and then like decapitated Danzig the craziest one I huh. remember seeing was uh, Skeleton Witch was the first band on the mm. bill it was Skeleton Witch Winds of Plague Moonspell and then co-headliner of Danzig and Demo Borgir Wow. Well, at least people can't bitch about, oh, it all sounds the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I true. love that. I fucking love it when they yeah. do that. Even though it's all scary. Yeah. Not the same. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's so the perfect way to put it. It's all scary. <laughs> it doesn't sound the same. Yeah, it's my number, it's all scary. Yeah. So my number one was believe, and then I we went in the whole little lacuna coil yeah. thing because I remembered to do it. So anyway, yeah. you guys can okay. you know, take the, so, yeah, take the mic now. So, yeah, I think that your screenshot, James. Okay, so we both, so my number two is your number one. So your number two is? Uh, my number two is Corn self-titled. Self-titled. And my number two is Slipknot self-titled. And, and Slipknot self-titled, and is, Slipknot number self-titled one. is my number and one. And Corn self-titled is my number one. Okay. Let me. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah. Were you going to talk about Slipknot first, or are you going to? Talk I was going to talk first? about Slipknot first. Okay. Yeah. Then because I am a much more fat, ma- massive fan of Slipknot than Corn. I can listen to Slipknot all day and not get bored. And so, and I think we had talked about this slightly. I think you might have mentioned that Slipknot self-titled was your number one. But for me, uh, Slipknot just holds more to me. But in terms of impact, I put Korn self-titled at number one because that's basically the album that kicked off new metal. But without that album, there Mm -hmm. would be no Slipknot self-titled. That's true. Um, And I almost wanted to put Iowa instead because I preferred that record. However, I feel like self-titled has way more new metal influence than Iowa because Iowa just had... Iowa can have just straight up like death metal influence. Yeah, which there are some know. borderline deicide songs right. on mm. uh, Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, you know, Slipknot self-titled is probably like my second favorite Slipknot record of mm-hmm. like just under Iowa. But you cannot deny that like, and you'll probably you'll say why that's your number one. But like, there's just no bad song on the album. Like, I can skip through tracks, but I can listen to those same tracks like the following day. Like, I can just press play and be like, yo. That made me think of, um, Liberate. I saw somewhere, like, a meme where, like, somebody, like, what it sounds like, Liberate is, like, bananas instead of, what, my my madness or whatever. (laughs) It's like, can you bananas? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Have you seen that one video where it's like a, for a disturbed box set, but all of the lyrics for the songs they're playing are just Yama, 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 Yama. Have you not no. seen that? Maybe. Oh my god, I need to send that to you. I'm Please surprised you've gone this far. Yama, 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 I'm gonna send it to you right now. It's Thank fantastic. Um, oh okay, but yeah, on um, 
Well, so Point Self Titled is your number two. It's my number two, and okay. uh, you know I'll compare these two because I think it's um, in that point with describing a band within any genre. Is it uh, genre defining or is it genre expanding? Sure. And I think Corn and Slipknot fit into both of those categories. I'd agree. Corn Self Titled yeah. defines that genre, and then Slipknot made it like so much brought it, like different elements into it but created a new scene all of its own if you ask ask any deathcore band what their favorite first introduction to heavy music was nine times out of ten they'll say slipknot yeah mm-hmm. no i agree with that um but with just as far as when it comes to the corn self-titled even the imagery with it because we talked about this a little bit earlier when yeah. you had follow the leader and mm-hmm. we talked about how or at least no it wasn't when we talked about follow it was when i talked about getting into corn and yeah. digging their imagery mm-hmm. um because all their songs are stuff that like you find scary as a kid right it's not just like monsters and stuff like that i mean they're singing about like pedophiles and right. like um well yeah up until the 20th anniversary of this of that record like Jonathan Davis was just like, no, we're not going to play Daddy live. And I mean, when, I don't. I mean, and, there, and there was a point where, like, there's several the, videos the, of him storming off stage because it was that hard for him yeah. to perform. Well, yeah. like, there was there was one tour in like the mid 2000s where fans got to choose their set list, and Daddy was like voted number one. But even then, oh, he was yeah. just like, no, we're not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. I mean, even look at the cover. Oh yeah, that's still like I mean, sure we can clown on like there's a lot of stuff to make fun of about corn, but like yeah. that cover is still disturbing to me because that because as a kid like sure monsters are scary, but what's the scariest thing? A stranger. Yeah, and yeah. that's exactly what it is. It's a little kid at the park looking, on the and there's just or whatever. a yeah. shadow of a stranger yeah. looking yeah. Well, above, yeah, looming yeah. over. Yeah. Exactly, and, and that's it, that's a perf that perfectly sets the mood. And they did the kind album. of bring that back with corn three, except as a guy in a car or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but I, I still it's think... Not, I will admit it's not as scary as... It's like, not as yeah. scary. Um, I don't know. I think part of it was that was the very first time I heard bagpipes on a metal album. Uh, same here. Oh, like yeah. Shoots and Ladders. Shoots and, shoots and Ladders. ladders. <laughs> such a fucking good song. I oh mean, it's such God. an edgy song. I yeah. love it. But like, um, yeah, again, there's just there's some great musicianship on music it. Uh, oh, yeah. The yes. fucking bass lines on Ball Tongue. Bro, awesome, dude. dude. Honestly, like that's almost one of the reasons why it's at number one for me. Yeah, because well, the deep cuts on on self titled for corn, I should say, are like just out of this world. Helmet like, in yeah. the bush. Helmet in the bush. Faggot. Well, yeah, we can't. Clown. Really, there's that. Uh, we could say it. It has one G. Well, it's in the context of a song. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I remember hearing it. that song in middle school and being like, oh wow. But you have to remember the time period that came out, and then when he just said it in the context of the song, That's you're not, true. you know, directly. Uh, and and like, predictable too. Oh, yeah. Predictable is another deep. They're singing yeah. was, well, I guess with that with a song title like that, I guess it's a way because he was horribly bullied and oh yeah. So this, oh, is yeah, a, yeah, yeah, this yeah. whole album is a way of him like wearing his wounds yeah. and showing like sure he's it's clearly cathartic. For him to sing this stuff, but I, that I, doesn't mean it still doesn't hurt. Yeah. I will say that that song in particular, though, has one of the best, like, pre-breakdown lines where he goes, You can suck my dick and fucking like it! Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Yeah. We could go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, self-titled, so Slipknot self-titled is your number one? Slipknot self-titled is my number one. So, is there any more other reasons why you put that at number one and Corn at number two? Uh, yes. So, um... I tried to think about both of them historically. Sure. Um, Slipknot, they were clearly fans of Corn. Yes. But they were coming from they. I mean, 
they've got all sorts of influence in that band because there's nine members. Yeah. Yeah. And they're I've said this to this day, Slipknot's best songs are the ones that sound like there are nine people firing on all songs. That is true. That's true. Yeah. I will give you that. And I think that is it's no more prevalent than on the self title. No, I agree. Yeah. Um yeah, like I don't even really know where to begin. I no, guess the way I uh, the way yeah, because you're gonna edit this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I will edit it. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm trying to regain my thought. No, you're good. Mm-hmm. They sound best when it's nine people firing at all cylinders. Mm. These are clearly kids that were into like death metal as well, as well as they were into hardcore, yeah. industrial music, horror movies, and they just put it all together. And it's not like a mess. It all feels no. like one piece. And you could make the argument saying, like, oh, they stole their look from Mushroom Head. And so I'm like, eh. Oh, that debate is... Um, that debate is fan-made, I know. Well, but... it's interesting because, a little side note, when I used to be in H1Z1... Oh, that's right, you were produced by Mushroom Head. Well, the guitar tech. But yeah. the studio for them was across the street because we lived in the studio in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that's just... where Mushroom Head's from. Yes. And I, we actually met the dude who did the... Uh, directed the music video for QWERTY. I'm not sure okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's just funny because we kind of started hearing about that too just because of where we were. Yeah. So that debate well, is just like everywhere all the time. Yeah, there's that feud. <laughs> but I'd argue that Slipknot always had better songs. Oh, yeah. I've seen Mushroom Head live though because when we were there I got a chance I've to see had to for work, free. Yeah, I got to... I've worked a couple of their shows. Okay. Like, I get it. But like... I mean, they... They, their fan base is very like dedicated. Yeah. Like um, just like Slipknot's, but um, yeah. they have some they have some respectable tracks though. Yeah. Um, I just always thought that Slipknot did it better. Like they're they're a little more like in your face aggressive. I feel like with their whole overall energy exactly. in, their, in their music. Um, and even some of like the noisier sample tracks, like the interludes, like um, on Slipknot's subtitle. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, I mean the one that comes up like regularly like. Whatever the sample on Tattered and Torn is, yeah, it's still one right. of like the creepiest things. I've used that in so many short films right. oh, I've okay. made. Nice. Yeah. I just I love that sample. Um, right. And there's this great uh, this great band right now called Horror. Okay. Where it's kind of like Death Grips meets The Misfits. It's okay. these two, it's these two rappers sure. and like one drummer, and they're like. They're like a punk band, but like they're doing some of the angriest, craziest hip hop you've ever heard, and they sample um, "Tattered and Torn." Oh, wow! With like eight oh eights and stuff. It's oh shit! That's awesome. Cool. Damn. Um, but I guess the main reason I put it there was because they, new metal was so polarizing at the time, yeah. and Slipknot. It seemed with the self-titled album, it seemed like they were trying to bridge the gap between the Corn and the Slayer fans, you know. Yes. Because, I mean, even later on, like, the Unholy Alliance tour with, like, Slipknot and Slayer throughout Europe, that was clear. But Mm -hmm. it was, um, that's the closest extreme metal got to breaking into the mainstream. That That is the band that that brought blast beat drumming onto the radio. Mm -hmm. And so I'd say that Slipknot is more of a, well, they're, that first, it technically is a new metal album. I'd say it's more of a transition to what was to come. Yeah, I agree. It's sort of like, it's, because it came out in 99, it was sort of like, all right, that's the end of the 90s. Yep. They were the future. Yep. No, they just kind of set the standard. They set the standard from then on. So that was like, they led to like, 
with their popularity, that led to, like, Lamb of God getting big, to Chimera getting big, yep. to Devil Driver, that sort of era, and then, like, yep. there's several offshoots of that. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's really why I put them at my number one. The other reason I put it there was um, uh, a video came out, uh, or I saw on Facebook a couple months ago, and it was Slipknot was the very first band on the side stage of the OzFest 99 tour. I have oh, seen yeah. that I've seen that video, too. Yeah. Yep. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, people say, like, oh, yeah, that's crazy they're on a tiny stage. I'm like, no, let's put this into even more perspective here. They started the OzFest, like, three and a half weeks before their self-titled album dropped. That's true. No oh, singles right yet, before. either. Oh, Wait, okay. no singles yet? I don't think they had singles okay. out yet, either. Sure. So... Probably. People's first introduction to Slipknot was seeing, like, going in completely blind. They're like, here's some unknown band headlining the side stage. All right, I guess we'll see that. Then nine people in fucking Michael Myers suits and, like, scary masks come out playing the most abrasive thing you've ever seen. Yeah. I, I, On a, yeah. In a small space? Yeah. I can't imagine how fucking sick that must have been. Oh, yeah. And... Either people hated it, or I can I can tell probably a lot of people hated it. Yeah, people still hate Slipknot, oh, yeah. but I could tell there was probably like one or I could tell that there was maybe like a small handful of people that saw them that day. They're like that blew my mind. They're all in bands now. Yeah, you know, right? No, I agree with that. I I, I will also admit that you know I've listened. To, the only other reason why I put Corn Self Title is I think. You know, because of the impact that it had on New Metal, it basically kicked it off or whatever. Because mm-hmm. back when that album came out, no one knew where to put Corn in on yeah. shows. Because and they've talked about you know opening for Megadeth, uh, Bad Religion. Yeah. You know, and they were just Biohazard. like Biohazard. You know, mm-hmm. which probably made a little more sense. Life but, of Agony. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. just like. Yeah, it just wouldn't. It was just a completely yeah. new thing. Oh yeah, because no fucking knew especially like the guitar work, work, just such a contrast from like what you saw the in the eighties. We yeah. mentioned Feely's bass as well, and that the bass, yeah, instrumental. I mean, yeah. vocally too, but like instrumentally, such a contrast from like yeah. the eighties. I mean, I don't think yeah. I can say much more than that. Like but. the only non-new metal thing about that record is that Jonathan Davis doesn't really rap that much. Yeah. yeah. Um, Whereas on Slipknot self-titled, you know, there's songs, you know, only one is the first thing that comes well, up. Well, you bring up an interesting thing there with the guitar work and how much it changed from the 80s. Do like, you think, like, I mean, it's sort of, that sort of put an end to, like, the... The guitar solo? Well, not the guitar or solo, like, but, like, the... The flashy, The virtuoso guitar the, the fla- Yes, the flashy, um, how fast and technical can I be? Exactly. Because that's what it was all about then. Yeah. And, you know, Korn comes along pretty much as, fuck you, <laughs> we're not yeah. going to do that. And, well, and it's like... It's like seven strings, which people would be like, oh, it doesn't mean more technical. That's the other thing, But the too. thing is, it's just real simple, heavy power chords of breakdowns, yeah. some real spacey, weird lead yeah. stuff, but it's not very technical. It's, it's more... Time, yeah, and also at that time, like, who else was playing... What other band was using a seven-string guitar? That's nobody, true. really. I mean, nobody of... No one. Nobody I mean, you can the know. Way, the good litmus test of that period of mm. time, like, I'm not going to compare it to new metal, but I'll say, like, how many Pantera riffs can you name? Off the top of your head. You've got, probably got like six. Probably, yeah. yeah. Think about, how many Steve Vai songs can you name? <laughs> None. <laughs> right? How exactly. many Yngwie Malmsteen songs can you name? Oh, one, probably. But other than that, it's not much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's sort of putting an end to that. Yeah. Well, no, that still goes on. But that has a yeah. niche fan base yeah. that's yeah. keeping those people. Exactly. Up. It really challenged that. Yeah. And it, it kind of defined, you know, bands even now. You know, they're all about the heavy riffs. You remember that one band I showed you, Blood Youth? Yes, yes. such a corn influence, yes. and it's such like here we are, influence. twenty years, you know, almost thirty. Yeah, yeah. Still seeing that whole 
you know, they kind of brought, I feel like, I mean, not that Metall- Ma- Metallica and Megadeth did too, but, like, they just yeah. just brought it to such a different level. Yeah. And I, I think those guys, like, or people from the 80s, I'm pretty sure they were not a fan of the whole, like, lack of guitar solo. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm, though. I'm pretty know. sure there's a Dave Mustaine clip somewhere where he... killed their careers. <laughs> da- there's a Dave Mustaine clip somewhere I saw on uh-huh. YouTube, where, like, on a TV show. I remember what show, but he pretty much shit on the whole new metal down-tuning whole thing. And yeah. I'm not surprised because it's Dave Mustaine, but... That's what I'm saying. Like, that whole contrast, that's what it created. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I love both those records. It sounds like Dave. So, yeah, it sounds like Dave Mustaine. Like Dave Mustaine. I don't know. I love, <laughs> I love both those records, but in terms of, like, I, again, my list was based off of impact. I understand why you put some Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know, I respect that. I'm not going to deny you putting it at number sure. two. Like, because, like, I'm... I mean, it's really. I didn't get a Slipknot until later. Right, actually, like I didn't. I was maybe the first. Like I was maybe seventeen when I started listening to them. I didn't know what Slipknot looked like until the Psychosocial video came out, and I was just like, "Wait, they wear masks?" I thought it was just like, "Oh, they're the mask band," and like I was just. This is gonna sound horrible. Like, uh, if we're talking mask bands, I was listening to Hollywood Undead before I was (laughs) Slipknot. I never got into Hollywood Undead, but you know what? Easily one of the worst bands I've seen live. Oh, yeah. We don't need to get into Yeah. Um, uh, they sound check. I had to listen. I forgot my headphones at work one day. Uh, I work at the Rave. Um, yeah. I work, but I work in the flyer room, which is right behind the stage. Lucky. So I got to, I mean, okay. I, 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 compared, I, to, compared to the job that I have. Oh, true. But, yeah. but like I worked in a mail room with no windows and stuff and stuffed envelopes all day. But sure. I forgot my headphones one day. And it happened to be when Hollywood Undead was playing, oh. and I had to listen to them sound check and play for their meet and greet all afternoon. So not only was it annoying that I had to hear all of these Hollywood Undead songs, what was more annoying was that I still knew all the words to every single song they were <laughs> oh, checking yeah. with. No, I agree with oh you. Oh my god. That. Yeah. That's funny. I don't know. Um, yeah, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. No worse. Song. We'll leave that to the listeners. We'll leave that to the listeners. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my. I don't really have any honorable mentions just because I don't really listen to. I I was gonna. I almost had uh, Limp Bizkit's greatest hits album just because I don't think they have a good like album all the way through, and also all the songs people know are on a greatest hits record. And I'm kind of glad that we didn't. Somebody's never up. listened to Significant Other than no. And I, I'm completely okay. Yeah, we don't need to go down the rabbit hole. No, that is dude, Limp Bizkit. I, like, that is okay. It got to a point where I was listening to Limp Bizkit purely for the memes. Like, going... Because like, I, I listened to them well, when I was had, younger. Like, four good songs that I I'm sure you've playing. seen um, the one mashup of... Um, with uh, the Seinfeld theme. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, 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 that is great. That played... That was the intro <laughs> track before the second Charm show that we played. Yep. Yeah. The first Skater Boy show. Yep. So, um... Break stuff with Seinfeld. Man. Yeah. Um... <laughs> You know, I was listening to them a lot for, like, meme's sake, but then, like, I found myself, I kept coming back to it, and then I had to just fully admit to myself, like, I think I love Limp Biscuit <laughs> Because they are just, like, every, they're, like, their entire existence is just a big fucking meme, and I started following Fred Durst on Instagram. Of course you did. Dude, all he does is post photos of station wagons. <laughs> oh, like, boy. And my... That sounds very Fred Durst. Right. Um... Yeah, and there was, like, a petition on Instagram because, like, there was, like, a voting thing to, like, viewers, vote for who you want to host SNL. So there was a campaign to try to get Fred Durst to host <laughs> SNL. I'm not against that. <laughs> that would be Mac something. and I, like, for Panther Fest, we oh, tried, yeah. we started a petition to get Limp Bizkit to play Panther Fest. 
Oh, God. I remember that. People did not like that idea. <laughs> Why? What did people say? They were like, why do this when you could get something good? Like, well, I think it's 21 Pilots. Oh, that was the year. Like, oh, that 2015 year? Yeah. yeah. Which was the Panther Fest, the only Panther Fest I went to, which was fine. Yeah. Um, well, they saw 21 good. Pilots, who's basically, who's basically just... Don't. Basically just don't, Limp Biscuit for kids that were born after 9-11. I'm going to smack you, <laughs> son of a bitch. It is! I will smack it you, is. senseless motherfucker. After I, after I'm done hitting, after I hit the okay. report button. Right. Um, but yeah, I, get, I don't, yeah, other than that, I really don't have any honorable mentions just because uh, I don't okay. new metal that much. I, I have one. You can go for it. Yeah, yeah they're not it. quite an honorable mention. It's just, it's a newer band that I guess you could say sounds like a new metal band. They're okay. called Kane Hill. I have heard of Kane Hill. Kane Hill. I know the name. They're pretty good. Um, they're a band from New Orleans. Um. They're kind of in the scene of like Wage War and like of Mice and Okay. Men, but like, um, if you listen to, like, I listened to their first album, I'm like, wow, this sounds like they would have like toured with Korn back in the 90s. Okay. It sounds like Korn and Manson. And when you hear them talk like about their influences, they're like, honestly, like, we don't really even like new metal that much. We get compared to it. But yeah. he's like, they, the singer's like, dude, we just were influenced by the same stuff they were influenced by. So of course it's going to kind of sound think, like that. I think with a lot of newer like metalcore and stuff, that new metal just naturally has been creeping in to some extent, some yeah. way, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm just going to find a way because I think the nature of, you know, how, you know, corn slipknot, you know. Well, look at bring, yeah. look at bring me the horizon. Yeah. They went from being like, just, I mean, their first album, they were signed to earache. Yeah. Yeah. And now they've gone in like the Lincoln Park direction, yes. and it's worked out great for them. For them, yeah, yeah. for yeah. yeah. I think by the time this comes, maybe by the time this comes out, Ammo will be out. Maybe? I don't know. Like I like the first couple of singles. That one, Medicine, just sounded like a Maroon Five. We song. don't need to talk about Medicine. <laughs> I liked the video a lot, but that one's cool. Um, I couldn't hear Danny Filth's vocals on Wonderful Life though. I think he was just in the video for the meme. Um. Yeah, which is fine. I'm, I'm cool with it. Well, yeah, because like, you're a Cradle of Filth fan. Yeah, so. like, I mean, I thought Mantra was great. I think it was, um, I think it's a good choice. I think it was a bold move to have, you know, the singer of Cradle of Filth on a track. I just don't know where his vocals dude, are. Dude, I love track. that video that surfaced of them doing the Deathcore medley. Oh and my there's god. Those I haven't seen it, but I... Oh my god, it's awesome. sick. It's so good. Okay. We'll play it after this. We'll, we'll show it to yeah. after this. Yeah. Why, what were the reactions? Oh, about people just went apeshit. Okay. Yeah. And people online just went apeshit because okay. they were just like, oh, we didn't think those guys could... Well, I don't know if I'll still play it, but we didn't think they would play those songs. Oh, even, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I like when they were done, Ollie just goes like, right, back to the shit songs. <laughs> <laughs> or there was one point during that medley where he was just like, you weren't even born. Oh, and yeah, they start... were born when these came out, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, um, was that like right when they go into like the I used to make out with Medusa? Yeah, that's yeah. one of the songs yeah. in there. So I guess that kind of wraps up the the episode, guys. Thank you so much for doing this. This was a great way to kick off the new year. Yeah, thanks yeah. For us. Thank you, uh, James. I want you back on as soon as fucking possible. Yeah, because we got that uh, that other project we can't talk about. We yet. can't talk about it yet. Uh, nope, because we're still getting it worked out. Yep. So, it's somewhat spoilers, but not really. Yeah, we'll see you when that happens. And, uh, Steven, I I guess the only other thing you have to promote is, well, we came from a Nobody's Fault show recently, but we our next show is February 2nd. At the Landmark. At Landmark Lanes Moon Room. I'm yep. super excited to play that. We're going to be playing with uh, Dirt Bike, which has members of uh, False Light Renaissance. I believe Andy and uh, Jake Dardowski are members of that. 
and Light Purple Brew, which features your friend Peter. Yep, Peter Godier. Yeah, yep. and um, so I'm looking forward to Is playing. Is he just somebody you used to know? Um, <laughs> I was just kind of, kind of like, God fucking damn it. No, I'm going to end it on that. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much for doing this. Yeah. Yep, no thank problem. You, thank you. Peace. So there you have it, everybody. Many thanks again to James and Stephen for talking all things new metal with me. Uh, man, this was a really good way to kick off 2019. I'm, I really want both of them back on the podcast soon. Uh, as James somewhat mentioned, we're going to be working on something together in the future. Uh, more info on that. I'll probably break it up either on this show or maybe on Graham's show, um, depending on how we want to announce it. So uh, stay tuned for that. But for now, as always, I like to feature um, a track by a band that I really dig. And we are going to be playing a track by this band called Luca. They are from Chicago, Illinois, and they are a melodic slash post-hardcore band. Uh, Nobody's Fault actually just played with them recently. And wow, these guys kick so much butt. You have no idea. They are releasing the new EP Sink or Swim on January 26th, which depending on when this gets released, it may be out already, so you can check that out on Bandcamp or Spotify or iTunes or wherever you know you can digitally stream or buy music. We're going to be featuring the track Waterloo. It's one of my personal favorites. I really hope you guys dig it too. I'm Eddie Aaron Herster, and I will see you guys next time.
The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> all right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.